This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Lakers lost last night to the, who is it, the Memphis Grizzlies without John Morant. Uh, we've got Dylan Brooks calling LeBron James old. Like, Dylan Brooks is performance art at its finest. And, hey, look, uh, it's it's entertaining, just that whole thing. Uh, at some point, LeBron James might put Dylan Brooks in his back pocket, and that'll be fun. And LeBron James will probably just move on and maybe not say anything about it, or maybe he'll just throw a very subtle shade, or maybe it won't be subtle at all. I don't know. We've got... Our friend, Kanata Edwards, not a scribe, on Twitter, cbssports.com. He does the Ion College Basketball Podcast with Gary Parrish and Matt Norlander. Sir, let's talk some ball. How you doing? I am doing doing quite well. I mean, I'm not doing as well as Dylan Brooks is clearly feeling, but um, <laughs> I, I, I'm in the neighborhood. We'll, we'll put it that way. All right. I want to start with Draymond Green, though. All right. Now, I don't. You and I have not talked about whether or not the suspension is proper or justified. Uh, I thought that the NBA had no choice; that it was a suspendable offense, and that they don't want to suspend Draymond Green. I feel like they felt like they had to suspend Draymond Green. I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, the offense, like the the stomping alone is that that should have been a suspension. But what took it over the top was him basically doing the Jesse the Body Ventura routine right after that in front of Adam Silver. Silver. Right. So, I mean, this is one of those, like, you don't go poking the bear. Draymond poked the bear. The bear bit back. This is why we're here right now. So I, I don't understand, like... And the funny thing is, and this is the only recourse and the only rebuttal Draymond probably has is, hey, you guys have done this before. I've done this before, and you've let me get away with this. And it's only this time that I've gone too far in front of company that now it's too much. That's the only rebuttal he has, and even then, it still comes up woefully short. That's, that's actually, that would be a brilliant defense. I've done way worse than this. And you haven't suspended me. That would be a better, but we have company came over. So, yes, I can't put uh, in the mashed potatoes. So, yeah, I, 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 it's a great way of, uh, of looking at it. Uh, my friend Jay Williams said it shows the NBA to be soft. Um, I, I don't often disagree vehemently with Jay, um, but I really do feel like that this is not a soft or otherwise, I don't know what the opposite of that is, uh, issue uh, for me. It's the NBA saying we just can't allow any player to not only stomp on another player, but use that player as a trampoline because it was like the explanation for why Draymond did it or where was I going to put my foot? And then Clay Thompson, I guess it was yesterday, the day before, saying, well, he was sprinting down the court. No, he wasn't. I mean, just watch the video, Clay. I get you got to defend your teammate, but none of the explanations made any sense either. No, no, they don't. And the funny thing is, like, the most hilarious part about this is, and Joe Dumars, who is, I believe, in charge of, yes, like, suspensions, 
he was like, yo, past behavior comes into play with this. And I know there were people on the internet and everyone else saying, like, this should be judged as a single event. But, Adam, I'm going to ask you, quite honestly, when has past behavior not taken part in judgment of anything on this planet? Because to say that it is just utterly foolish and it's so divorced from reality that it's probably bought a European sports car as a midlife crisis gift. That's what I'm saying on this one. So, like, it, it's just all the stuff that Draymond has done has come to lead to this. And at some point, we have to ask ourselves, yo, you ride the line with Draymond, but at some point, like, Draymond's act has probably cost them a an obvious ring because yeah. you remember 2016, 2017. Yeah. And if he doesn't get suspended in that one game, the Warriors win that finals. And now we're talking about... Draymond's act probably costing them this series. And I granted, I don't think that the Kings have played badly enough to where you can say that. But at the same point, if he costs you this series, like we're looking at as this might be the last run of the Warriors as we know it. And Draymond might see himself out of town because he wants more money. And unfortunately, when you have stuff like this happen, it makes it really hard for people to justify paying you. Oh, yeah. Well, there is a player option that maybe, probably not, maybe he will pick up uh, at the end of this season. I want to get to this particular team, uh, which has been woefully bad on the road all year. They've also been hurt for most of it, but even when they were relatively healthy, they were woefully bad on the road. And I'm not sure that they've had their best players all on the court at the same time, Clay, Wiggins, Green, and Curry, because there have been so many guys who have been out and missing and all of that. Uh, But they haven't been good on the road. But if they can somehow get through this game, what chance do you give them to take this series, let's say, to seven games? Adam Gold in studio with my friend Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. One of the things you do is you plan for worst-case scenarios. Why? Well, because it happens. For instance, you're 65. You're thinking about retirement. You've got a million dollars built up in your 401k. You never rolled that money into a lifetime income plan, and the market tanked, and most of your money in 401k was in high risk. Let's prevent that. Putting some of the money you have in a lifetime income environment, then you never worry about market downfall. So call us. We'll show you in writing if you call right now. 888-843-001. Or you could text Adam to 600-700 and maybe you get some coffee, too. I feel like it's a good chance only because there are all, there would be two more home games. That's the only reason I feel decent about it. Outside of that, the, the Kings have been better. The Kings have been better from just the jump. Yeah. We're talking about a team that has that wasn't really good defensively start really digging in and knowing exactly what they're going to run because, oh, yeah, Mike Brown is actually a really good coach that we just hold against him his lack of offense and the offensive skills. And, oh, yeah, he also happens to know what the Warriors like to do best because he was there for so long. There's a lot of this where I don't want to take away from the Kings. Like, the Kings have been really, really good. Malik Monk has been really good. De'Aaron Fox should probably be your first-team All-NBA point guard this year because he's been that good, and he's been closing out games for them all year. The, the bonus has been great. There's just been a lot of contributions from a lot of guys on that team, and I think 
that they were a three seed, and we all like to say, hey, the regular season in the NBA doesn't matter, but it clearly looks like it matters now because a lot of the stuff that we were saying in the first 82 about both of these teams are now coming to fruition in the first round. It's funny how that works. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, the, you, you, it's hard to fluke your way to the third best record in the West. Uh, we do look at the at the you know one through seven and go, well, it doesn't look like that's really the way it would be if we stacked up who we think are the best teams. Because I'm not sure the Lakers aren't among the betting favorites at this point coming out of the seven stall, but. Um, and we'll talk about the Lakers in a second, but it's, it's, I think people and myself included just assume that, oh, the Warriors are healthy. The Warriors are going to flip a switch and be the Warriors again. Uh, and maybe they will, but they're going to have to do it for game one for one game without Draymond Green. I hope they can, because, uh, I would love to see no offense to the Kings. I would love to see a Warriors Lakers second round of the NBA playoffs. Cause that would be tremendous. I, w- I w- there are two more series. We've got to talk at least yeah. that we have to talk about. Uh, in, I don't know, six or so minutes left. Um, Lakers took game one. I think they mm-hmm. kind of did what they wanted to do. I don't know about what happened yesterday. They took the first quarter off, and they were good from that point on, but you can't take the first quarter off on the road in the playoff game and expect anything. Uh, where do you see that series? Honestly, I, I think we have to start looking at that game one as an outlier. Because we got, I think you got the best shooting night from the Los Angeles Lakers that I think you're possibly going to see. And I, I, honestly, that's like think about it like this: Game One, Lakers went 16 for 30, 37 from three. Right. You're probably not getting that again from the Lakers. And as we've seen with the Grizzlies. If John Moran's not there, they're going to run a lot more sets. They're going to be a lot more varied on offense. And the quiet part is that they're a much better defensive team when he's not there. So when you have these kind of factors, I understand that Memphis is going to rely on a lot of role players. Desmond Bain, for all his greatness, is an elevated role player. He's number two, he's a number three. But at the same point, that team has something you can rely on, which is they are going to choke the life out of you on defense, and they're going to make make you do things. Granted, Rui Hachimura showing up for the Lakers is a big thing because he's showing a shooting prowess that, quite honestly, we haven't seen in his career up until now. That said, uh, if Anthony Davis doesn't show up and he has another game where he's not showing up and Jaron Jackson Jr. has a game, another game where he shows up, I mean, I feel like Memphis has got this more in the bag than we'd like to think it does, but I don't want to bet against LeBron. And I think <laughs> when you when you poke, the, again, and we're not even talking about poking a bear, you're literally poking a stick at a hornet's nest. And there's a part of me that really does believe that Dylan Brooks doing what he did, whistling past the graveyard and, and begging LeBron to come back and show up and be Detroit again against Detroit in the Eastern Conference Finals, LeBron. I, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want to call up those ghosts, but maybe that's just me, and I'm a cautious individual. <laughs> yeah, no, no, nobody wants to do that and then have it come back at us. Dylan Brooks apparently is not is not worried about that. I would say that uh, in Game One, the Lakers won because of Hachimura, Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell. Those guys all had big games. And Hachimura continues, but the other guys did not. Reeves and Russell were really non-factors in Game 2. 
And if you're the Grizzlies, those are the guys you got to stop. If because if, if if those guys don't contribute, and Hachimura had two good games, but if those guys don't uh, do what they did in Game One, I think you've got a good shot because you're younger, you're you're more athletic, you can be more physical. But as you said, there's still LeBron. I think LeBron and AD haven't really joined the chat yet. So I don't. I think AD defensively has been awesome. I think game one he was a lot more awesome. But the problem is if you're going to get a very limited AD that, granted, has been beaten up kind of badly because uh, only AD gets hit in, the, hit in the face on a jump ball, and that's what happened last night. <laughs> so, like, I, I understand there's, there's a bunch of this where I understand LeBron hasn't really joined the chat, and we're also, like, there's a part of this where I think he's been awesome defensively. There's just a lot of this, like, unreliability with the Lakers where it's feast or famine. Rui's right. been feast. Like, uh, unfortunately, D'Angelo Russell is someone that, quite frankly, I'm not going to trust. No. He's one of the worst shooting. Like, he's got some of the worst shooting numbers in the playoffs, period. Period. Mm-hmm. For as many games as he's played. So he's not reliable. If you're going to rely on him, you're expecting to go home in five or six. Unfortunately, I want to see LeBron join the chat. I think Dylan Brooks has invited him, and I think LeBron's going to take that invitation. Yeah, I do. Especially I when, do he's going to Staples, when, he's, when he's going to Staples. The only thing that I worry about is, is AD going to join with him and have another one of those monster games that remind you, oh, this right. is why they basically traded most of their 2020 <laughs> picks for this guy. That's my only thing. If he shows up and does that, then this is a completely different series. But for right now, Give me Memphis, and I think Memphis wins this in six comfortably. Oh wow, very very interesting. Memphis and Sacramento. That the NBA Adam Silver would be crying in his uh, in his soup uh, if yeah. that's the matchup. Yeah. Uh, so the other series we we got to uh, hit on is Phoenix and the L.A. Clippers. It's too bad all these things are in the West, and people in the East are like not watching. Uh, but Phoenix and the Clippers, uh, which is all about KD versus Kawhi. Uh, but for me, it was kind of, I, I love how it's talked about. Uh, Russell Westbrook had a monster game statistically in game two, and they lost and was trash statistically in game one. But I watched it, and they won the game because Westbrook was great in the fourth quarter down the stretch in every other way except all the stats we look at. Uh, and but And maybe it's that... When we judge whether or not Westbrook was good or not, we look at the wrong things. We look at the counting stats or the percentages when we should just look look at did he was that a good? Oh, that was a good. That cuz he did a lot of good at the end of game 1 that obviously wasn't there in game 2. Yeah, and I think it's also a usage thing. I honestly think like if you're Phoenix, if Russell Westbrook is taking more shots, dominating the ball more than Kawhi Leonard, and it, I think that's kind of what you want if you're the, if you're Phoenix, right? Because you, oh, yeah. even if you get a really good game, Russ will have that tunnel vision that will freeze guys uh, again, free, freeze other guys, your man, and everybody else. Like as much as I love Russ, and I think Russ does have some usability, especially in the playoffs left, and especially with a coach like Ty Lue, the idea is. A little bit of rust might go a lot, a lot longer way, especially when you have a Kawhi Leonard, especially when you have other guys. And you have as deep of a team as the, the Clippers have right now because 
I mean, think about it like this. Robert Covington can't even get on the floor, and he's one of the better perimeter defenders and 3 and D guys that you have in this league, even at his advanced age. There's stuff like that. Like, when you have that kind of depth on that team, I think it's best if Russ gets used sporadically. Even if he doesn't have a great shooting number, he's going to give you other things. The idea is just to make sure that he doesn't go full Carlton Banks on you Taking half court ease and being the center of the offense. As long as he does that, I think you're, I think the Clippers are going to be fine. Carlton Banks. Oh my gosh, I'm dying. All right, finally, is the uh, is the best team in the East playing tonight? Nada. Are the Seventy Sixers are playing in Brooklyn? Are they the best team in the East? Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com. Uh, I don't think they are. I think the best team in the East played last night because you saw we saw what they what Milwaukee did to right without Giannis, mind you, to, to Miami. Right? Yeah, they put up almost they put up eighty one points by halftime <laughs> without Giannis. Yeah, I don't like That's Miami. Still the by best the way. team in the East. Not I don't like Miami either. Like they are closer to having to retool everything than they are to being closer to a contender. But even then, without Giannis, that team put up 81 points by halftime. Okay. They're, they're better for right now. And even then, I kind of like Boston better because I think Boston has some stuff to figure out. But even then, they're going to be fine too. Like, so... I don't know. I fell in I, love with, uh, with, with a player I've never liked before. I've never been a Joel Embiid fan, but... Man, Embiid is amazing. He's alluring. He's alluring. <laughs> he, he, he is. Like, he is. I'm not going to call him Shaq, like, because no one's ever going to be Shaq. But it's in that vein. He's fun. Where, yeah, exactly. It's, you know what, Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid is, your, is a, just a Schwarzenegger action film. It may not be Terminator 2. It may not be Commando. But you know what you're going to do when you see a new one out? You're going you're to go on Netflix, you're going to click play, and you're going to watch it, and you're going to be enthralled, and you're going to enjoy it no matter what. Joel Embiid is that right now. He's that, that mid-tier Arnold Schwarzenegger film that you know you're going to love because it brings back all the classic notes that you love. He's Vin Diesel. Big man play. And, and, and it's modern, and it can be modern with him. That's the other thing because he has a modern game. But he also has that back-to-the-basket game that we all know and love if you're a certain age about the NBA. Is uh, Rock in Fast and Furious, whatever number exactly. that was. Which, uh, the only Fast and Furious I saw was that one. And I don't know, was it a comedy? Was it supposed to be a comedy? And it kind of, it, they kind of are. Okay. Kind of I, I, found, I, I found it quite funny. Uh, I'm not sure it's supposed to be a comedy, but I found it funny. Uh, Kanata Edwards, at Nata the Scribe on Twitter, man. I appreciate your time. 
Uh, be well. I'll talk to you very soon. Absolutely. Talk to you soon, Mike. You got it. <laughs> uh, is is for are you are you an action movie person? Uh, every now and again. Okay. I mean, I saw John Wick four recently. Oh, I have so. not. I have not seen any of Those the John Wicks because uh, I'm not generally a an action movie. I'm not a yeah. Uh, my favorite Schwarzenegger movie, mm-hmm. Kindergarten Cop. Hey, I like yeah. Kindergarten and Cop, twins. too. Those are my two favorite Schwarzeneggers. Yes. Kindergarten Cop and Twins. I, I did it. see RoboCop. RoboCop's fine. Yeah. Uh, was it to- Total Recall? Yeah. Saw yeah. that one. That's, but yeah, Terminator, not interested. No, not interested. No, I'm not. I usually am just, the company wants to watch that, so. <laughs> I saw First Blood, the first Rambo. Uh-huh. And that was good. Yeah. I didn't need any more of them. No. I didn't need any more of them. First Blood, that was fine. Sometimes when you've seen one, you've seen them all. There's the same movie. Yeah. Right? It's the yeah. same movie. It's ba- ba- back to my Top Gun thing. No. <laughs> I liked the first. I didn't love the first. I liked the first Top Gun. Yeah. The second one is just a remake of the first one. A modern Top Gun. It's the same. Yeah. They, didn't, they actually almost just redid the movie. Part of me wonders if they use the same, like, Shorts is like jorts. I guess you'd call them jean shorts for Tom Cruise. Right. I don't <laughs> I know. Maybe they did. Out again. I mean, the whole basically oiled up football on the beach <laughs> is just so silly. Um, uh, just do it. Just play volleyball. Just lean yeah. into lean into the bit. Do yeah. the same thing over and over and over again. On average, people spend over a third of their life sleeping, yet most sleep disorders go undiagnosed. I'm Megan Gingling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Sleep struggles left untreated can lead to health problems and have a serious effect on your quality of life. We've served the Triangle for 20 years. Let us help you get the sleep you've been dreaming of. If you're in need of a sleep study, a knowledgeable doctor, CPAP machine, or supplies, Parkway has you covered. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep. Sound health.